Hi, fuck buddies! It's your friends, Jen Ponton. And Lillian Bussell. Here to talk to you about all of the ways our tender, vulnerable, uh, shattered little hearts <laughs> uh, get stomped on and uh, deflated and... And then rise from the ashes like a phoenix. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This is a podcast about those phoenix moments. It's a podcast about those deflation moments, uh, especially when they're embarrassing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Mostly when they're embarrassing. I do not trust people who don't have embarrassing stories. I just want to say that right out. Like, if, if your life has been so boring that you've never <laughs> taken a risk and fallen on your face, we cannot be friends. <laughs> I have no interest in talking to you. And that's Mm-mm. pretty true. That's pretty true. Mm-hmm. How can you say you have good stories if you don't have any mortifying stories? Womp womp. Exactly. Um, so we are a storytelling podcast about all of the things that make our hearts uh, three sizes too big. And today we get to talk with one of our favorite fat fairy godmothers, <laughs> our friend Virgo Queen Marie Danae. Yay! Yay. Hello. Hello, Marie. How are y'all? Oh, real excited to talk to you. <laughs> I'm excited to talk to both of you guys, too. I feel like I had my wine ready, so I felt like this was already going to be like, I think I need a refill. Um, yes. yes. I, I think this is going to be a very fun conversation. I'm ready. Oh, it's going to be a blast. Oh. Lillian, what you got today? You got your rock and rye? Uh, no, as a matter of fact, I uh, I have been on a kind of a bender lately, so I'm... <laughs> <laughs> delightful ice water and a vintage spot glass um yeah no i don't know what's been happening the last couple nights like like i keep i'm like i'll just have one or two and then i wake up the next morning i'm like oh no i gotta stop that <laughs> at least yesterday i left my house to drink so that's it that's, <laughs> that's good one go. thing. i have my uh my husband has been brewing up big batches of peppermint tea oh. and we're making them into Arnold Palmer's. It's brilliant. It's real good. It's very refreshing. And unlike Lillian, I am at the point where I'm like, I could just eat what's in my house forever. Mm. Bring it on. Oh, you're prepared. Somehow. Yes. Which makes no sense. I'm really not. Me, me, and, me and Amazon fresh have been best friends. Ooh, so I don't really leave the house. Uh, the only time I have to leave my house is when I need to get some more alcohol. Yes. I have to go to the package. They call them package stores here. Yes. This Wait, where? Confusing. I'm in Georgia. Right. That's what I was going to say. Georgia. And, I think Virginia calls it too. Like when I came from California and I'm like, why do they have all these package stores? Everybody be shipping stuff? I have <laughs> no idea. I had no idea until like I went and I was like, wait, that's alcohol being advertised. Oh, that's what they call this here. Oh, okay. That's odd. Yeah, it's 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 like I think it's one of those southern things like blue laws where they're like, if we don't say it out loud. Right, right, right. It's not really getting drunk. (laughs) Right, because even here too on Sundays, like if you like to shop and buy your groceries on Sundays, girl, you better like don't try to go early to beat the crowd because you can't even, they can't even swipe the liquor before noon. Yep. Yep. I think it's actually 30 or something like that. It's a, it's 11 or 11 o'clock in Jersey too, which is, which is bonkers. 
Like, I'm literally, like, I remember the first time that I was in line, and I didn't even know this rule existed. And they were like, oh, we have to wait, like, five minutes. And I was like, really? What's what's going on? Is there, is there a blue light special in five minutes? <laughs> right. Is there an emergency in the store? Yeah, but, you know, for me, I, I dig my port wine, and I dig my... Uh, my well wine is the only thing you can get from the grocery store so <laughs> listen i have a captain morgan's I, I to this day will not drink captain morgan's oh. uh no, no because i was i was rudely introduced to it in my <laughs> pre-21 years like in college i was a cheerleader can i tell you the story can i tell it can I tell yes it? yes please okay, launch so right in let me tell you so um I had graduated high school when I was 16, right? So for me, when I started college, I was like 17. And oh, so just I was a baby. A, I was a baby. I was a baby. <laughs> but you know, but I had been like with older folks. Like it wasn't like I did a whole bunch of things to hurry up and graduate early in high school. I had like skipped like first and second grade like in one year. I did them both in one year and came out and got whatever, like I was smart and my mom was mad that I was teaching class, right? <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so here I am, I'm 17. I'm um, hanging out with, you know, we, were, we had like a, um, a cheer camp the next day. And at this point, I was living with my grandmother, right? And so my grandmother is a deaconess at church. And, you know, like, so in order for me to be able to stay over, like it had to be all sanctioned, you know what I mean? Like, so the cheerleader, you know, college cheerleader sleepover and we're getting ready for our cheer camp. I had to like put all the legitimate, like I had to make it sound as official as possible, right? <laughs> so we end up at a hotel, myself and like all of my peers, like all of my squad. Like, so it's like maybe 20 of us, but we're all in this room and we're like, just like having, you know, bonding moments, right? And so, um, we started playing this game called Never Have I Ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which, you know, like, and if you had, and so instead of fingers, it was shots. Now, <laughs> everyone got shots, so everyone initially had cups, but then we ran out of cups. So then, you know how the hotel comes with, like, coffee mugs at the time? Back in the day, when you had <laughs> coffee mugs in the room? Yeah, so um, we had coffee mugs, and so my shot, my glass, everyone had, like, a whole cup full of like what of Captain Morgan's right <laughs> so for me I was one of those people who was perfectly in the middle right there's a lot of things that I hadn't done and there are a lot of things that I had done and so halfway through like they were like so the old so you had your old guard cheerleaders and then your newbies right so the the old guard was trying to get the newbies and so half of the girls were like, oh, you know, they haven't done a lot of stuff. So, like, you know, I was taking my little shots, and I was just like, I had no chasers either. So, mind you, I'm drinking <laughs> Captain Morgan straight out of a coffee mug. Okay? Um, Goes down so smooth. So, <laughs> girl. So, then they were like, okay, so if you hadn't done it, right? So, then they switched it to if you had done it, because they were trying to purposely get us, like, you know, fucked up. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. So here I am, like, I'm already, like, tipsy because I've taken a couple of shots already. But because then they switched it mid-game, so then, like, I'm taking more shots. Oh. Next thing I know, I'm waking up in the morning 
literally on the bathroom floor with my arms around the toilet. I have another, another friend of mine is like another uh, teammate of mine is sleep in the bathtub. Another person is sleep on the counter of the bathroom. Like it was, hilariously horrible. Oh my god, yes. Like, we were all <laughs> wounded. Like, so mind you, we're supposed to give a cheer camp for the babies. <laughs> so we get to, you know, we're all in our uniforms, and we get to the, um, to the, to school, and we're getting ready to, I'm in the locker room. I can't. I can't. I'm laid down. I'm like, <laughs> the room is still spinning. Oh, no, no. I'm like, what is going on? I need to go home. Oh, my gosh. I can't do this cheer camp. Like, and so ain't nobody going to tell coach. Oh, yeah, we was all, like, fucked up the night before. Ain't nobody going to tell him because he's going to be pissed and he don't play. (laughs) So I go home. Like, I get, like, clearance to go home. I'm like, I'm sick. I don't feel good. (laughs) And I'm laid out. So then I'm at home puking in the toilet. Right? My grandmother comes and asks me, Marie, are you pregnant? (laughs) Bless her heart. I was like, no, Nana, I'm sick. Nana, I'm sick. (laughs) And she was like, you smell like coconuts. (laughs) Right, right. To this day, I cannot get down with Captain Morgan's. To this day, mind you, that was what, like when I was 17? That's over 17 years ago, okay? Oh, yes. Yeah, that's peach schnapps for me. Peach schnapps, I can smell it from like across the bar if someone else is drinking something with peach schnapps in it, which, by the way, peach schnapps and tequila is apparently a, a fancy in vogue drink right now, which I was bartending, and I was like, what is that? Uh, yeah, still. How do they still dress very- up that one? Fresh on my palate. <laughs> yeah, like that's like me and Captain Morgan's will never be friends again. Oh. Did your uh, did your other teammates were they mad that you got to go home and they didn't? <laughs> oh, they were mad. The shit was hilarious. They made fun oh. of me. They made fun of me. It was like a joke. It was like a. I feel like it was kind of like not hazing, but kind of. Sure. But you know, it is what it is. Like you know, I, I made it through the night. Oh, that's my dog, Mocha, right? Mocha. Mocha. I see Mocha. She hears something, and so she's, like, freaking out. Oh, yes. Um, Attention. Attention. Yes. Right? That's what happens when you have dogs. And mm-hmm. she's, like, a she's a, a dachshund and beagle mix. Oh. She's cute as hell. She knows she's cute, too. Yep. <laughs> smart. So smart. The cuter they are, my- the smarter they are. My grandmother had the fattest dachshund you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> and when I moved to New York, I had to walk this dog. And having never been a small person myself, now walking this, this very, very fat dachshund, which when a dachshund's fat, like a dog that's fat is a fat dog, but a dachshund's so close to right? that it like was waddled it like belly? a little tank. Was its belly hitting the floor? Not yet. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. But it was very close. Uh, <laughs> and people judged the shit out of me, man. I was, my grandma lived on the Upper East Side and I would take this dog out and people would look at me like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And every so often I'd be like, it's not even my dog. 
Greg, it's not my dog. Stop judging. Sidebar, Lillian, sidebar, I have to tell you, I think it was, I found you, God, I feel like it was like eight years ago, almost, when you did that TED Talk. It was six years. Yeah. It, I was close. I was, I was in the vicinity. Yeah, no, you're right. And I remember I shared your, like, you had, like, these clip, uh, images. Yes. Like, it, it was. All, yeah. You remember? Mm -hmm, I do. And it went viral on my page, on my Facebook page. Yeah. And I just remember being like, this woman is badass. This woman. And then you commented. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, I felt exactly the same way about you. I was so, when people started sharing it. Um, that was a photo set that Mike.com had, they'd written an article and those were the pictures that were easy to share. So however they got into the ether when years, when you posted that, I was like, oh, oh, oh my God. And I knew about you from Jen. Like that's how LJ I knew you were. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Seriously? <laughs> mm -hmm, totally. Absolutely. Oh my God. So Jen, when I found you, when I reached out to you after you did um, the show and I was mm -hmm. like, hey girl. And you were like, hey boo. And yeah. I was like, Oh, so I had no idea that she had known of my brand like before then. Yeah. Um, so Lillian, like the synchronicity is bananas because Lillian and I were, we worked retail at the same time. We worked at a Lush store okay. and it was a blast. And it was the first time we had really met each other. Like we lived not too far away from each other and we were involved with the same theater company. So she had seen me do a show, but we didn't know each other. And we started working together and we're the two fat girls working together. And we got along like gangbusters. And around that time was when I found the Fatosphere. Okay. And so I found you and Marianne Kirby and Regan Chastain and Kate Harding and just like every, but all of the original Mm -hmm. All stars, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would come into work and Lillian and I would be like, so I found this blog and look at this and oh my God, look at these dresses that the Kirby Fashionista is talking about. Look at this yes. brand. And so like you got me into brands that I never, ever, ever would have known about so early on in. And that was the first time I ever wore clothing that I was like proud to wear, mm -hmm. which was so exciting for me because... Um, I did, I don't come from a fat family, so nobody ever knew how to shop for me. So mm -hmm. I never had any Avenue or Lane Bryant or anything like that. I just had like, this is the biggest thing we could find at JCPenney, like good luck. Wow. <laughs> and so I would go to thrift stores and I'd like see how I could just make something work for me. And then when I started getting into your blog, I was like, oh, Oh, look at all these tiny indie brands. And I just started getting like everything. And it was absolutely the first time I felt like, oh, I could actually start being comfortable in my Same. Life. Yeah. Yeah. And she would, she would come in wearing all these cute things or like show me pictures of stuff. And I was like, well, how do you even find out about this stuff? And she pointed and me to you. And I was like, oh, oh, look at that. Yeah. I hadn't, I was not, I was deliberately not into fashion for ages because I thought fashion was not into me. Like I, okay. I, I will, I don't want to be part of a club if you don't want me in the club. And if you, if that's, that's why I went to a school that didn't have fraternities and sororities. Cause I got it into my head that that wasn't for me. Like all of these things that I opt myself out of so that I don't get my feelings hurt 
God bless defense mechanisms. But yeah, oh, no, you absolutely. <laughs> opened so many doors and I was just like, ah, it's real. It's happening. Let me just tell you like, cause I, you know, you, you can't hear it, but like you told you guys both just totally brought me to tears oh. just to hear about the journey. Like, you know, oftentimes like when, you know, I literally, when you mentioned Marianne Kirby, like even to this day, like I'll hit her up every once in a while. I'm like, Hey girl, how you doing? Like checking in on her because like she was that, that beacon. Right. And I remember it being a very stark kind of contrast of, cause like in the factionista, the, the live journal community, mm-hmm. you had the body politics side and then you barely had any fashion happening. It was very like politics and activism. And I'm like, I just want to talk about fashion. But the politics side, I, I was able to acknowledge it, but it, was, it felt like it wasn't a space for me. Mm-hmm. And I remember like trying to make sense of how, what I wanted to do, like kind of where I would fit in because I felt like there was a lot, it was, it was really weird. It was a really like, kind of like, well, where do I fit in? I just want to talk about feeling cute and being cute. And then I realized and recognized early on that most of the women who were very vocal happened to be white women in the activism space, in the, in the, in the political side space. And so I was like, well, I already feel good. I can't, you know, like, even because this is like a kind of stark contradiction from like, you know, cultures, like the, the, the distinction with cultures, like for me in the black community, like I'm a, I already have a big mama. I've had like, you know, like for me, I was thick. That's what my family taught me. I was thick. So for me, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to like make kind of a, a an excuse or to challenge my existence because I wasn't even raised that way. Like, for me, it was just, I was just existing. And I wanted to be as fly as, like, my grandmother, who was always in suits, always, like, she had the fancy, sparkly um, pantyhose. Nice. Nana did that? Nana. (laughs) Nana, it was popping. Nana was popping. I don't even know, Jen, if you met Nana at my expo, but Nana was there. She was. Nana was there. She was popping. Bless you, baby. God bless you. God bless you, Lillian. Sorry. And so, like, you had three. You had three in a row, girl. I counted. Bless you. Hope, hopefully we're done. Thank you. <laughs> but, like, in this space of, you know, trying to figure out, like, and that's when I first recognized some of the differences between, like, you know, the black culture and, like, white culture in terms of how we accepted our bodies. It was more of, you know, like for us, it was just a thing, but it wasn't a definitive, like we weren't defined by, and it wasn't, it was just received differently, right? Mm. And so, you know, we had our thick, heavy set, big bone, like, you know, whatever monikers that were assigned, like that's just what it was. Like that's you, okay, you thick, you heavy set, you big bone, whatever, like that's, it was just a descriptor. So for me, I was like, okay, well, I want to talk about fashion. And in talking about fashion, like I had come from a retail background. I had worked retail. I, I think when I started the current fashion, I was working for Bloomingdale's. I had already been like a specialist for DKNY and Ellie Tahari. And I wanted those versions for us. 
right? Yeah. And I wanted to source out these resources because I was finding them in bits and pieces, <clears throat> but not in a central location. And that's why I started. So just like hearing y'all like talk about, um, you know, like your journey kind of experience, like it just made me feel like really grateful to hear because sometimes like it's hard to hear or sometimes we're, we're always so quick to call out and cancel, but not always to pour back in and to share that, that love or that, that, you know, affirmation of what someone has done. And so just, it was really heartwarming. Like, I know we're totally going off script here, but like, no, I really appreciate you saying that because it really means a lot to me, especially, hey. especially both y'all, because I look up to like, both of you guys are doing it. So like to hear like y'all saying like Marie, like we found y'all and we were like, da, 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 da. I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's so important. Well, that double... Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's such like, it's, it's the perfect, what's a good version of a catch 22. <laughs> it's the good catch 22. This right? of, It's just forever and ever this um, a feed, feedback loop. Yeah. Yeah. It's a feedback loop. Um, and I think too, it becomes more and more to remember where that started for us individually, especially as fat liberation becomes co-opted more and more and more and literally whitewashed and also whitewashed into body positivity and just like, you know, a size 10. Oh my God, look at me. I'm, I'm so worthy. And we're like, we know you're worthy. Everybody else has been telling you you're worthy. Sit down. Right. right. <laughs> look at this role that I'm trying to pretend to create. Right. Oh my God. And they that. hold a cupcake and be like, tee I'm so bad. If you can hear my eye roll right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and thank you for that too, because since this whole <sighs> apocalypse has been happening, yeah. like I feel very adrift and not understanding who I am as an artist without an audience and like how my presence has always been part of like, how I feel my activism is like just being in a space and taking up that space and looking adorable and kicking ass. Like that's, that's part of what makes me feel like I am doing anything. So sitting at home, uh, I've done a couple of zoom shows. It feels weird. It's not terrible. It's just not the same. And like, I feel like I am like clawing, clawing at the universe for that energy that I was getting before. And I'm coming back completely empty. So thank you. Because <laughs> Trying to slowly, it's not actual holes, but sometimes I need a little spackle on my soul. Relatable. <laughs> 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 right. But you know, this this whole this whole current like situation, like it's really forced a lot of us to really figure out what we're what we're made of, right? And and really kind of go back to the why of like why we even have these platforms and what we're doing and like. You know, it's like, why am I here? What am I doing? How can I do better? And it's forcing you to ask these questions that you may not be ready to answer. Or you may not even be like, you like, girl, like, can you come back tomorrow? Like, <laughs> you know, and so, you know, in this time, like, we're really, you know, for me, I have been, I think I've probably been more busy in these past couple of weeks than I have, like, you know, in the past couple of months, like, for some of the opportunities and even just the pivots that I've made for myself and my brand, like girl, 
Like, I'm like, okay, girl, like all these dreams that you've had, and now you get to actually make them happen. And I'm like, okay, like, what does that look like? How is that a thing? Like, Ooh, yeah. is, can you tell us more about any yeah, of those what does that feel like for you? So, okay, so I can tell you, like, I now have a book agent. Ooh. Hooray. <laughs> Hooray. But it's not in the way that you probably think. And so it's not like a memoir or a, you know, how to type of thing. I'll say that much. Um, but it's funny because normally you have to have a book proposal and then have an agent, but I'm like opposite because my book agent loved my ideas so much. She was like, I've been waiting for this my whole fat life. And I'm like, okay, girl, let's go. So, oh, you know, yes. I, you know, I had talked about, I think I had just tweeted about it, like maybe not even two months ago, like, oh my God, I finally have my book idea. And then, ta-da. And so, you know, mm. now I'm on that journey. I'm about to launch two other sites that are like sister sites of the brand because I'm crazy. <laughs> and, you know, because I'm not doing too much. And, you Big know. Big Virgo energy. <laughs> huh? Big Virgo energy. Big Virgo <laughs> Capricorn moon. Absolutely. <laughs> That's that cat moon energy, girl. Because <laughs> you know they about that coin. Like, yes. you know, I'm, so I'm over here, like, you know, trying to slow myself down because, like, last week, and maybe because it was the full moon or the new moon or whatever was going on, like, I had, like, no energy. I was, like, shot. I was, like, okay, Marie, just, just sit on the couch. Just, just calm down <laughs> and get your thoughts together and then you can move forward I mean I had this morning I literally this morning I did a whole what I want to do for the rest of the year for the second <sighs> half of the year like oh this I need to do that you should I can't even figure <laughs> out what I'm gonna do for the rest of the week <laughs> like, I, I don't even know what that would look like for I me. gotta focus <laughs> now it's like I have found it to be important to because if I keep everything up here, it never gets down on paper. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't get down on paper, I can't review it. I can't read it. I can't bring it to existence. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like from paper to real life, I can't make it happen. So like, especially when you're running a business, especially as y'all do, like you have your own, like we're trying to juggle like five different roles or 10 different roles in one person. You gotta get that out of your head, girl. Mm -hmm. Right, right. <laughs> or else you get overwhelmed, and then you just shut the fuck down, and you're like, mm. "Yep, yep." And then you I'm wonder. Super good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would say, Lillian, if there's any time that's okay to feel overwhelmed, I feel like I'm I'm letting myself enjoy it. Enjoy it. I'm letting myself be in it for now. Uh, yeah, I was doing that for a while, but I can't sit in it anymore. I feel like I'm sitting in a dirty diaper. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Oh, no. no Everything's no, no. all squishy in the wrong way. <laughs> um, but you know what? Getting up in cracks that you don't want it in. Oh, God. But you know what? That's, for one, that's freaking hilarious. And that's what you go ahead. But I would say, like, you know, in this time, I think, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard. So on Twitter, it's funny. There's this whole, like, uh, entrepreneur or business or hashtag, like, get your whole life Twitter, where they're like, oh, this is my first six-month, six-digit month or whatever, or 
I've hit my, you know, or you should be having this or you should, you know, like the business people Twitter. And oh, okay. it sometimes can make you feel like really inadequate as fuck. And you're just like, mm-hmm. what is going on? Like, right. Like, then it makes you feel like you ain't doing enough. Yep. And then it makes you feel like you're doing things wrong or that you're not, you know, like all these inadequate kind of actions. And you're like, okay, pause. Like, that's their journey. It's not yours. Right. Mm-hmm. That's their walk. And girl, like, I literally this morning I had to check myself because I'm like, girl, you working on a, you gotta, gotta write a book proposal. You got two other sites and you working on a hell of a big project for, for September of 2021. And, like you're doing all these things. So Marie, just calm down. Like stop feeling like, you know, stop comparing like their highlight reel to yours. Cause they're two different, like, you know, I'm not a highlight reel shower. Right. Ish, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Sure. You keep like, your cards close to your vest. You're not there to show Yeah. And so, you know, for me, like, that's them. But it sometimes does get to you because you'd be like, damn, bitch. Like, you just really just sat there and be like, oh, I just had a six, six figure month. And oh my gosh, I have, this was on my goal list. And I'm like, okay, girl. Right. Right. Who I else think is I need- thriving right now? Yeah, right. Come on. Right. I'm like, um, like and what do you do? I'm the, and then it's like, what do you do? You're a coach selling products and courses. So, okay, that's why. Yes. Yeah, because everybody's flailing right now. So, <laughs> you've got arms I can land in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'm ready for a big risk. I think that that's what's been happening. Like, everything has felt so safe in one note right now. And I feel like I haven't had a whole lot of, I'm very calculated and I don't know where that comes from specifically. Uh, hello. Well, yes, but it's not, it's, it's, it holds me back. It's like, um, it's like I can pre-mortem everything. And if I feel like I'm going to fail, I might not take the risk at all. And, um, that's gotten compounded lately where, and I know that there's people out there listening right now who are like, what are you talking about? You take risks all the time. However, it's They're very calculated. I like, yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like to succeed. <laughs> you think it's a risk. I know it's going right. to be a bang. Right, right, right. Exactly. right. You, so don't know, you don't know all the steps I took before I presented it to you. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that it might behoove me to do something that I'm probably going to fail at real quick and just have a little free fall for a while and see what it's like. <laughs> but what do, you, then, what do you define as a fail, though? Oh, uh, uh, um, something. Wow. No, no, but see, here's the thing. Yeah. Cat's got your tongue because in your mind, it's easy to say, oh, I should probably do something that I'm going to fail at. But at the end of the day, what does a fail look like? Because if that fail is actually a lesson or a springboard for the next step that you're Ooh. supposed to do, it's all part of your process. Yeah. So at the end of the day, anytime you have a, your, your, your inner, your instinct, right? Your intuitive intuition, your instinct is telling you to do X. Mm-hmm. That's you following your purpose and walking in your purpose and doing what you've been called to do. And oftentimes like, we think that, you know, I, I, I often say, like, when man plans, God laughs. Mm-hmm. 
And being a woman of faith and being raised in faith, like for me, I realized, and especially as an entrepreneur, like this is even harder because we're naturally control freaks, right? We want to have everything <laughs> yep. under control. I'm a Virgo girl. So, you know, you already know. So like being a control freak, I want to have everything happen the way that I've planned. But I had to learn early that I have to learn how to let go of that. Now, I can be irritated and frustrated in how it's going, but I've learned <laughs> to let go of that and have been taking leaps. I've been taking leaps in flying. I've been taking leaps and been like, I don't know where this is going to go, but we're going to make it work. And yes, in hindsight, you know, I'm like, damn, I don't fuck that up over and over again, like not realizing. <laughs> but the fact that I can sit here and say I messed up or I learned and I messed up. Right. It'll allow for you to be like, okay, girl, this is what we're going to do. We're going to keep leaping. But this time, before you leap, we're going to double check that we have everything we need to <laughs> in our bag. <laughs> this time, before we keep, we're going to make sure that we're wearing a helmet and mm -hmm. goggles. Because last time we leaped, you know, something got in our eye. <laughs> this time, before we leap, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because not leaping doesn't fucking keep you safe. <laughs> right. Like, right now, we're, we're always in danger. And right yeah. now, like everything, oh. we're living in a constant state of uncertainty because of the lack of leadership in our world right now. And yeah. like the spread of like the, of the Rona, the Rona over here acting like, you know, a vindictive ex-wife. And like, <laughs> we're over here like, listen, I'm just trying to live. <laughs> I'm trying to be safe. I didn't do nothing to you. And I just need my business to grow. Like, girl, like, you, like, Rona came and stopped everything. I know. Oh. Ugh. And so we're over here. We're now we're, like, trying to feel like, what do I do? How do I do? Like, I got bills to pay. How am I going to take care of rent? Because, like, all, everything dried up. Like, even my ad revenue, girl. Oh, my revenue. Oh. But you know, that's where you learn how, then that's when you start realizing like, okay, these ideas you've had, these things that you were kind of like that in the back of your head, that little idea, like you should have done this or what about this, that you've been too afraid to talk about Lillian. Because mm -hmm. you've got some kind of body's idea that you're too afraid to talk about, but you know you should <laughs> be talking about it. I don't know what it is, but I already know that you know. Am I right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've got at least three. <laughs> exactly. And you've been holding on to them because you don't, you haven't put enough weight or value on yourself. You have doubted yourself. So now, here's the time where these things are coming, smacking you in the face like, girl. What about this? What about yep. now? What about now? What yep. about now? And, and I think, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh I think okay. having this abundance of time is part of what peril, well, is part of what, um, um, so like when you go to a diner and you can't choose what you want because there's a thousand things, that's, that's every morning for me. I wake up and I'm like, I could do anything. So I melt the fuck down <laughs> oh. when um the only one who's expecting me to do everything is me and i know that mm -hmm. i know that mm -hmm. thank you 
We didn't realize we were going to church today. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but listen, oh. but I, well, I will even further push that, Lily, and I will say that there is something that you have inside of you that is that next level for you, but you keep doubting yourself and you keep hold like you you're like mm. like it's like a false start type of thing. yeah and yep. it's making me teary so i feel it and i'm and, and i i'm and this is the time and that means if that yep. means opening up and being vulnerable to ask the right people for the resources that you need to make this happen i'm here I got you crying over here, girl. <laughs> oh my God. So, so I, like, <laughs> you know, I'm just excited. Oh. Like, you don't even know that, like, I come from a family of people who have the, the extra sense of foresight. So, like, I'm channeling, I'm channeling you in this, like, amazing way. And I find myself, like, so excited. Like, it feels like this. Like, it feels like a, like a bubbling up excitement. But you're trying to hold it down. <laughs> but this is the yeah. time where you shake a soda and you let it explode. <laughs> oh, I feel like um, I feel like I just need to point the explosion. <laughs> the right I don't even way. think it's about a pointing, honey, because that's still a control <laughs> tactic for you. Yeah, that's it's really true. About letting it just explode and letting it come out, because in the in that release will you be able to better pinpoint what it is that you need to do and with what you have. Right. Yeah. And I, I think the we, when I was, where I was coming from with the pointing, the explosion is because I feel very, uh, I feel messy right now. Like just so messy. And when you said explosion, I just like felt very sticky. <laughs> 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 so, but I guess I got to get some of it on me. Right now, I'm not exploding. I'm just leaking. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love the description. But, you know, I think what it is, it's like, it's it's really just releasing. Yeah. Right? And sometimes just like surrendering to your your calling, your purpose, your will, like that higher calling or whatever in like universe, whatever it is that you identify for you. Because it's like, it's not even knocking right now, girl. It's like <laughs> shaking the whole fucking room. Yeah. And you already know what I'm talking about. So I don't even know like why I have to keep going on. Because you already <laughs> know. Now is just the moment of, of you really like acknowledging it. Yep. Yep. I've been smushing so much stuff down for the last couple months. Oof. Oh, Jesus. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of, so when I was saying before, I'm clawing at the universe, trying to get that energy under my fingernails. Like what just happened here are, is the kind of thing that I have been missing. Exactly. Which is why I think it kind of punched me in the gut in such a good way. Um, but yeah, I like, I miss people. <laughs> I miss the fuck out of people. That's real. Listen, I've got my play brother in the other room. Like, I think for the first two months of the lockdown, I was like, you just go stay here with me, sir. 
Oh, that's so good. His little brother, and he, I was like, his roommate was acting funny, and I was like, why don't you just come stay with me? Because I'm single, and I got a dog, but like, I need some, <laughs> I need some, I need some interaction. Yep. Yeah. Some something. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I need, and I need uh, female energy right now. I love my husband; he's wonderful. We've had, we've been real good through this whole thing. But I miss women's. <laughs> I miss women's. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I I don't want to pivot this off of the space that we're in right now. But um, Jen and I have been talking about trying to poke people in in specific ways to sort of think about storytelling and and how we share specific moments in our time that are like sliding door moments and stuff like that. So from where, jumping off of where we are, I would love to hear a little bit more about what the sliding door moment was for you when you started creating your brand. I mean, maybe there isn't one specific thing, but um, if there is a moment where things clicked or if there was a, a false start or something like that, I would love to hear more about that. <laughs> so, Okay, so I started, I had this, so when I started the Curry Fashionista, I was living in Oakland, and all my family was down south in Southern California, and I was working in retail, and I couldn't go home for Christmas because I had to be at work on the, for the day after Christmas, mm -hmm. and so my very first post of the Curry Fashionista was on Christmas Day, <laughs> um, 2008. And from there, um, I had just finished my MBA in um, marketing, but I, um, I was able to focus it a lot in the plus size space. Um, my, like my whole final project was like in plus size marketing or whatever. That's, that's um, awesome. That's right? Like it's so exciting. Like for me, I lost my job on Friday the 13th of March 2009 and the economy was like in the shits like you know 2009 economy world and then um my girlfriends all around me like my girlfriends knew like I had shared with my friends what I was doing and what my goals were and like I want to try this and build this like you know you kind of tell your friends like what your dreams are right you're crazy big, hairy, audacious goals, right? They call them. And so I lost my job on that Friday. That following week, that Wednesday, I was at like a 100 black women luncheon. I had business cards printed out by Avery. You know how you put them on your printer? The business yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had my business cards printed on, on my computer. I was... Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to go for it. Like, that's kind of exactly where I started. And I remember there was a specific moment, like kind of fast forward, like a couple of months or maybe a year or so. And I remember wall sliding before like wall slide was like a coined term. But I remember sliding on the wall because I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I need to pay my bills. Like this is not paying bills. Like what's happening? Like feeling like literally melting into the wall. Like I'm falling apart. Like I don't know what's happening. And I remember 
when I ended up having to move home, the moment I moved back to my mom's house, which, you know, two queens can't occupy the same space. So that was already <laughs> like a challenge. But when I moved back to my mom's house, that's when things started really starting to kick off for me. And I remember just kind of, I will never forget that moment of me sliding against the wall. Like, God, I don't know what to do. Like, you've given me this vision. What am I supposed to do with this? Like, how am I supposed to live? Like, how am I supposed to pay these bills? Fast forward to today time. And, you know, a lot of things are only just starting to fully click because in this journey, it's like a roller coaster being an entrepreneur, right? It's a journey and it's a roller coaster of learning how to stand firm and stand tall in who you are and more authentically. Like you can project all you want, but if it's not authentic to you, like it doesn't really mean anything. So for me, you know, there were moments like, you know, I started therapy like four years ago because I hit a wall of dealing with high-functioning depression and anxiety, you know, putting on that face when I go out, but in the inside, like, I am crumbling apart, and I am a sensitive who is sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like, I come from a family who has the gift of foresight. So for me, I wasn't understanding that I was taking on other people's energies. Uh-huh. I didn't realize that I was absorbing them. I didn't realize that you know, then I would take on that like feeling and not realize like, oh, this is not even mine to take. I didn't understand what it meant to create and establish boundaries because I was also seeking approval rather than standing true in my, you know, myself and my, my being. So a lot of times, like when I'm writing and, and talking, it was, it's not just for the audience, like for yourselves, it's also for me, right? And so there have been many moments, aha moments, but I think probably one of the biggest ones has come through this, um, through this quarantine for me. Like I'm reminded that my word of the year, I give my, my, instead of like a list of resolutions, I give myself a theme, right? So like how everything comes back to the theme. So this year, my theme is audacity or, or audacious. And that means bold, courageous, like confidence, like all those things wrapped into one. And so for me, it's really like I'm asking myself, how do I show up for me? How do I show up for Marie in ways that like I would shrink myself? Because I kind of like would play myself small. I would play myself small and be afraid. I would play myself small and would shine the light on other people because it was comfortable because it was familiar. Mm -hmm. So now I'm, you know, taking these leaps, you know, when I saw that lady was like creatives of color, writers of color, send me your book ideas. I was like, Hey girl, (laughs) I took a leap. I didn't have no proposal. I was like, let me just see. I don't really know this whole process. Let me just see. And she was like, Oh girl, let's go. Oh, I was so excited about that. <laughs> if yeah, the world amazing. wasn't where it was, I probably wouldn't have, like, taken that leap. Right. Right? Like, I've sent emails, like, let's talk to folks. I have the project I'm working on for next September 2021 was literally, like, I have this idea. 
where this brand was positioned, like this, it made sense for these things to move forward. And oh my gosh, they were like, girl, okay, this works. We see how this is playing out. I hadn't even finished fleshing out the full idea. <laughs> but like the opportunity presented itself and I couldn't be like, oh, wait. Right. Wait just like a minute. Nah, girl, that's not how life works. <laughs> right? Sometimes you gotta like say me and then hurry up and catch up yourself. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Shoot so, your shot and, and no trust that you can get there. Listen, like, and so for me, it's been a, a series of that. It's been a series of like, why not Marie? Why? You, so even when I launched my speaking of curves, Facebook live series, like I really wanted to have conversation with other small businesses, designers, boutiques, event producers, influencers, leaders, thought leaders, whatever, because I wanted folks to like, you know, this is a way for me to support. But what I didn't realize, girls, how much therapy, how much therapy those talks ended up being for myself. I'm yeah. learning from other business owners how they're pivoting, how they're navigating. And they're encouraging me and I'm encouraging them. I'm like, hey, booze. Ah. Uh. The best kind of feedback loop. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of energy is so important. And I, uh, I'm, I'm not the only one, but it's, I feel like it's hard to, when, when I have had XYZ ways of tapping into that in my life and they have been reliable and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore. <laughs> um yeah, so finding those other ways, but I just... you have to remind yourself, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Yep. And sometimes, <laughs> like, it's hurtful when you realize it, but when you take a step back, Jim and your face is, like, priceless right now. <laughs> we talk like, about this a lot. <laughs> but when you, when you take a step back and you realize, like, okay... And you realize why they were there, like, and you realize, like, okay, now it's time for me to level up and find new resources and find my new folks. Like, you know, when everyone talks about, oh, no new friends, I'm like, I don't prescribe to that because people are brought into your life for reasons and you are brought into other people's lives for a reason. Yeah. But for you, like, as you're, you know, kind of going through your shift of your, your next chapter that's happening right now. Like you don't even realize that you've already changed, turned over the page in your next chapter, Lillian. And so for you, like as you change that, turn that page for your next chapter, like you're realizing like, okay, that means new characters. When you read a book, you go to a new chapter, you have new characters are introduced, right? Yeah, I love chapter, new characters. Right, <laughs> new surroundings are introduced. Honey, like, so for you, and, like, I don't know why I'm, like, just, like, I'm so connected and zeroed in, and you had no idea that, like, I am a sensitive like this. No, I did not. I don't <laughs> normally talk about this, but I'm totally, like, just connected to you right now. Uh, <laughs> and I just see you, like, you know, I see, like, you're kind of, like, the, the picture that I'm seeing is kind of, like, like a chrysalis kind of like breaking apart and like this like new blossom coming out. Like that's uh, what I'm seeing. 
And so I don't know how that relates directly to you, but like you just obviously sighed. So obviously it's like me. <laughs> but I feel like there's like a new Lillian, right? A new version of you and like this new place of where you're supposed to go. All, a new chapter means new characters for me. That meant like I needed to get mentored by CEOs and new business owners because the new position of where I needed to go, I needed folks who like, girl, like what is it like to have like payroll? <laughs> yeah. What is it like, better yet, like what is a budget? Like how do you budget for these things? Right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm over here like uh, now in a space of absorbing and learning. So that way the mistakes of my past, because girlfriend, I have made a whole bunch of them. <laughs> You're in good company. Like, I have made a whole bunch of them. And, and I, as I'm like learning how to own up to those things and not run from them and face them and, and, and also grow and move forward in those spaces. It's really about like who I surround myself with what energy being mindful of the energy that I surround myself with because that affects everything. Yep. And then growing from there. Yeah. You're such a business boss. Uh, <sighs> it, uh, it, I, I mean, what you are speaking exactly is that, uh, is the principle of like the five people that you spend the most time with are the people that you, uh, to, to whose level you either rise or sink. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, that's a big one. That's a huh. big one. I've gone through several iterations of that because when I first learned it in like 2010, I looked around and I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> that realization is real though. Yeah. yeah. Whether it's as an artist, you know, and, and, and being with people who are helpful fully uh, connected to their creativity and, um, you know, like are doing good work and like mean well in the world or whether it's in business and it comes to, I need to be around people who are going to show me how to live in the next iteration of myself. Yeah. Yep. I need people to show me what I need to look for in a giant mansion. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I like to say like, I don't want to be the smartest person in the room. I don't want to be the smartest person amongst my peers. I need to feel like, oh, shit, I got a lot of things to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want people to teach me how money makes money. What is Come that? Come on. <laughs> say, say that. Say that. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, but that just means, like, you know, reason, season, lifetime. And... You know, things people whom you thought would be there for a lifetime end up being a reason, or they end up being a season, and that's okay. And you and you appreciate their purpose for their for where you were and who you were in their life and where you were in theirs, and you continue to move forward. Yep. And yep. obviously, you know, Lillian, this is like profoundly affecting you and it's beautiful and amazing to watch this whole thing happen. And I think to Marie's point of like, she sees you as this chrysalis and you're growing and you're changing and you're going to emerge. Anytime I go through that, I've been going through that for a while. Anytime I go through that 
period, it's also important to remember that what becomes transformation first feels like death. Ah, oh shit. <laughs> and it first feels like Oof. total darkness, right? So you're in this place of like, I have ideas and I have no drive and I don't know what I want to do with them and I'm lost. Blah, blah. Well, yeah, if you're in the chrysalis, totally dark, but it's then like knowing that you're growing your butterfly wings, knowing that there's going to be something else on the other side of it. Ah, yeah. Yep. I'd be taking notes, by the way. I don't know if you've heard me tapping Ooh, on the keyboard, but I'm like, perfect. Oh, you know, I mean, how do I show up for me? <laughs> I mean, like at the end of the day, like it's, this is really like, it's literally a roller coaster ride. And sometimes like the craziest dips also have like the greatest, like, you know, it, it goes down, but it has to come back up. Right. And then right. like, has like this, like, usually it doesn't just go straight up. It's like up and then has like these circles and it like <laughs> and it flips and, and all these things like that dip is to take you up. Right. Yeah. So that moment of when you're feeling like, what the hell, why the hell, who the uh -huh. hell? <laughs> <laughs> you have to remind yourself, like I said, like yesterday I had to check myself. I had to check myself and be like, Marie, like you are doing some dope shit right now. Like the things like people may not know what you're working on, but you are working on some dope things that are really about, you know, the community and about really bringing visibility. So it's okay if you didn't get a seat at that table. It is okay if you didn't get called for you, Jen, you maybe not get called back for, for a role that you knew that you could have killed and murdered and like have put in the, in the history books. Right. It may be about like the next thing it's all in preparation for. And I think the more that you trust in yourself and in your gifts and also like, you know, in, you know, for me, it's in God, it may be for some people, the universe, but whatever higher power that you believe in, like when you trust in that and you honor that, your next steps will seem extremely effortless, but you have to trust in that. Yeah. And you have to trust in yourself. And I think that is like the craziest thing because again, FOMO, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Social media will have you second guessing your whole life. Meanwhile, you're sitting over here, like sitting on like whatever deal you may have gotten signed by whatever, or you just sign on to some show or whatever, but you can't say nothing because you know you under NDA. So you got this big, <laughs> exciting ass deal that you want to share, but you can't. But everybody's over here praising X, Y, and Z production. And you're like, well, what about me? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not your time. I'm, I'm purposely hiding you. I'm purposely <laughs> shielding you so that when it is your time, I can reveal. Oh, I, this has been incredible. Um, I feel like, well, oh, I mean, I feel awesome. What I was about to do was try to analyze things instead of just receiving them. So, <laughs> um, but I'm you just, know what, the fact that you caught that, is like even more like that's a growth space right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yay. <laughs> oh my gosh. So just thank you so much for all this. And I want to say also, 
like this project, uh, this podcast has been what I've been able to focus on. And like the one thing that I've been able to show up for. <laughs> so I'm, I'm grateful to you, Jen, too, for, for this space. Cause we are creating, we are creating this for each other and for ourselves. And we, with everything that we do, we're like, oh, I hope other people like this. We hope other people think this is funny and useful because we think it's great. And it turns out people do like it. So <laughs> and we've been, double bonus I mean points. Every time I think, well, gosh, I haven't been working on this script or gosh, I haven't been relaunching. Uh, what have I been doing? Oh, right. Making 60 episodes of a <laughs> brand new podcast. Just that. <laughs> right. And sometimes we have to re remind ourselves. It's important that we remind ourselves like, girl, you're working on X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Other people may not know all the different steps that you're doing, but you never know those things. All you see online is the highlight reel and like the finished product. Yep. That's usually what you see. Yep. And and it doesn't take away from your purpose and your walk and the things that you've been called to do. It really hasn't. It really hasn't. <sighs> I need to, um, I would like to, I'm not even gonna say I need to, but I'm, I'm looking forward to trying to figure out how to look around without, um, turning things into whatever it was that I wanted to see. And I mean that both for like a, neg a negative and a positive way. Um, like if I'm looking, if I'm looking for ways to make myself feel like shit because of other people's Instagram business, I will find that. Um, if I'm looking around for excuses to um, uh, to not get the things done that are in my heart, I will find that. But if I tap into the place where I'm looking around for opportunities and for people to lift me up, I find that too. It's a scarcity mindset. Yes. Because with a scarcity mindset, there can only be one person. There can only right. be one thing there can only be or if someone else got it then you can't have it right. or if that's a scarcity it's a mindset shift right like yeah. it's nothing to congratulate it's nothing to acknowledge it's nothing to celebrate someone else's successes because another flower i see this on twitter or pinterest all the time a flower blooms next to another flower like this flower is not going to bloom because this flower bloomed <laughs> to bloom together and maybe right. this flower bloomed before this one it doesn't take away from the beauty of both of them it's even more beautiful because there's exactly. more flowers and it, there's, exactly there's more flowers so in this process when you're looking to you know for me i'm inspired by it. i am motivated i am encouraged when i see someone do a whole website launch of their new independent brand i'm like girl how can i support you what you doing? Yeah. Let me help. What? Yep. Hi. Like, this is great. Because <laughs> it's scary as hell. It's scary as fuck when you have to, like, do it on your own and promote your own thing and whatever. Because you, only, you now have your own umbrella. And those things, like, are scary. So how can I support you? Because me supporting you doesn't take away from the work that I'm doing for me. Right. But a lot of people think that it does. Oh, if I big up her, it's going to take away from what I... No, it doesn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I feel that way in general. I, I do, I do the first part when you were like, oh, that person has that, so I can't have that. I do get that, 
sometimes I try not to stew and squish around in that space, but um, uh, I find great joy in, in lifting up other people and uh, we all lift each other up together. Like <laughs> my arms get tired, same as everybody else. <laughs> but you know, I think when you really like, it's when you work on the mindset shift, right? When you work on checking yourself and recognizing like how you kind of fall into those, like, like I said yesterday, just for me, I checked myself because there was a moment where I was about to feel like, Oh, I wasn't asked to be a part of that. Or, Oh, I wasn't included. Or why didn't they think of me or whatever those situations may have been like, Rather than, you know what, big ups to those people who were included. Big right. ups to those people, you know, good on you, Brand X, for taking taking initiative. So I had to change my perspective. I had to check myself. And it's something that I'm constantly working on because it is a growth process. You don't just like, yeah. and like, oh yeah, turn into like the place that you want to be. It right. is a process, <laughs> right? It is a recognition of past actions and past habits and calling them out and ch actively changing them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I have a lot of habits right now. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. Some, I have to worry though, because when I get really into habits then they become like traditions and it feels like identity and there's definitely things that I do not want to hug into my identity right now. So but the fact that you can recognize that shows growth shows the shift because you are no longer there and it's no longer comfortable. Right. You can call those out and recognize those habits, those actions, those, those things that used to feel comfortable and you call those out. It allows for you to, that's part of your growing journey you're growing pains right like that's part of the process yeah my uncle used to tell me and i hated when he told me this and i'm totally gonna tell you he always <laughs> told me to respect the process yeah and i used to be like i don't know what you mean what do you mean respect the process what process like what is happening but now i see it and i can go back to him i'm like okay uncle q you were right I need to res I respected the process and I can acknowledge it. Yeah. It's yes. really about respect <laughs> the process. One of the things that I used to say, um, I dipped my toes into stand up comedy and that's not, that's not where I swim, but I did it. Uh, but before I did it, <laughs> what I kept saying to people who were asking me if I was going to try it, I was like, I don't want to do it. I want to have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I was not and that's why I'm not a stand-up comic I'm not into that process like that is that is too many bamboo shoots under the fingernails for me you know what I mean that's too much torture that I I'm like I will find other avenues for my humor <laughs> um but I do there are there are some things right now that I do desperately want to do and not to just have done Mm -hmm. and I need to remember the joy that doing them brings me that's the perfect that's the perfect uh, sentiment to remember and to hold on to uh, uh, I feel like before we took a little break Jen was trying to swoop back into if there were any specific stories or moments that you had wanted to share mm -hmm. oh, I think I shared a lot of them you did okay 
So I'll ask a couple, uh -huh. <laughs> I'll ask a couple specific questions then. Okay. First of all, first of all, uh, coming from a family of intuitives, sensitives, energy workers at all, um, what was your first as a child, what was your first exposure to learning that that was a gift that people raising you had? Oh, I totally have a story. So I had to be like 12, right? Or maybe 11, 11, 12 ish. And I remember having a, a vision because it wasn't a dream, but it was daytime. Like I was like, like how you and I are talking. It was like in this type of set. And I remember in this vision, I was bending down. I was wearing neon green. And I was bending down and I was closing my shop. And I stood up and turned around and I was pregnant. Right? I was 11 or 12 and I was scared of hell. And I was like, oh my God, I can't be pregnant. What is going on? Because, you know, I was like 11, 12, like, I can't be pregnant. And so. I remember having that and I just prescribed it as a dream, right? I remember that the shop was mine, that it was something that I owned and I was closing my business and, um, you know, me being pregnant and me having like, you know, it's just like a weird time and like, you know, that, that time had not happened nor has it happened today. So I remember my mom joking and she was like, Oh, ha, ha, I can tell you every time that my guy, a guy I was with cheated on me. And I'm like, Mom, what do you mean? She's like, I saw it. And I didn't believe, I had no idea what she was talking about. Like, I mean, what do you mean you saw it, Mom? Like, you were there? Or like, you know, because I'm, I'm young. And so I'm like, what do you mean? Right. And so I was about 26 when I was, it was a Sunday. I was sitting on the edge of my bed. I was sitting on my bed watching TV. And I had a whole flash of a guy I was dating having sex with a different woman. And I jumped to the edge of my couch or my bed and like I leaped. It felt like I leaped, right? Like I, because I was like, what did I just see? Like what's happening? What's going on? I remember calling and he wasn't answering the phone and like I couldn't get in touch with him. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just had a vision. Is this what my mom was talking about? Is this why my mom didn't like him? Like, you know, wow. all of you think when your mom's right about something, but like, <laughs> but like this even compounded upon everything else was like making it worse, right? And so um, eventually I was like, mom, remember when you said you had these dreams? I had one too. Like, you know, eventually, but my grandfather was actually the patriarch of this gift. Like he would talk about like, Oh, I can see people's TV screens. That's how like he would talk. He's like from, from Mississippi old South, but he was like living in LA. Right. And so uh -huh. like growing up, he would talk about these things. And so it wasn't until I was like in my late twenties when I really started asking him more about this gift and about like, what do you, what do you mean when you see people's TV screens, Papa? Like, what does that mean? He was like, well, I can see what's going on in their life. Like what's about to happen and all these things, like their TV screens. And I'm like, okay. And so like, I mean, I didn't, you know, and so in just 
I would usually ask him like what he has seen for me. But like, even with my mom, like for her, when she has seen, she has seen like, I had get, I get stolen away from like a guy that I'm dating. I get stolen away from by like a close friend. And like, she described all these things. And I'm like, this was like 12 years ago. I remembered it because I was like, what the hell? Like, I, I, I felt like it was so wrong. Like, oh, my God, what do you mean I get taken away from a guy that I'm dating by, like, my friend? Like, what? Uh-huh. Like, to me, that's, like, so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but now it makes so much sense. But, like, but, you know, like, 10 years, 12 years ago, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Nowadays, like, you know, I've had people see different things. And so my sisters had dreams of the visions that I've had. So like my sister was like, oh, Marie, I had this dream about your wedding. And it was like this little Georgia peach outside wedding. And, you know, she's explaining everything that I've seen in a vision of myself getting married. And I'm like, okay, sister. But like my sister hated the fact that like my sister has three kids. I have known before she's told me that she was pregnant, that she was pregnant. Wow. She's like, Marie, can I just at least tell you that I'm pregnant? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can tell me, but I already know. <laughs> <laughs> and I would know what she was having before she had him. Wow. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting. And so, for me, it's like, you know, and it's funny because people say, well, Marie, if you already know what's ha- going to happen, like, how does that, like, affect? I'm like, you know, but you would, what you don't understand is, like, even when you get information, about like things that are to happen, no matter what you do, it's still going to happen. So it's more about the awareness of how to receive it and what to do with that as it happens versus like, you know, there are some things that are more warnings, but like, you know, when they're like warnings, like stop, but like more so like, okay, girl, you're about to deal with a handful of a person right here and understand that they going through some things or understand that this is about to happen and you know it's about to be a series of doors opening for you like or you know what i'm saying so it's it's really about more of the understanding and be ready preparedness mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are there any time or what times are there are there any times where it's like acutely protected you in a moment, like a movie moment where you knew you had to stop walking and turn around because then there was like an explosion behind you. From my mother. Mm -hmm. Well, she had shared with me, she had a dream about an intersection and it was her light turned green. And when she went, she was T-boned by someone trying to run the light. And then in her real life, she came to the same intersection from her dream and she just sat. She didn't go. She realized that, like, this is the same thing as my dream. Let me just sit. And when she sat, the car sped through the um, intersection. Wow. So she, you know, that's, like, what kind of, you know, when you're taught this, like, or when, you know, someone tells you this when you're, like, in your childhood, you're like, okay, what is this? I want to know. And then my Virgo in curiosity, I'm like, I need to know all the things about what you just told me. Mm-hmm. What is this? Is this in our family? Like, I had all the questions. And how far back did you learn that it goes? Well, right now, just with my grandfather. But what's interesting is, like, when my – I recently just lost my uncle. 
this year. And so I ended up reaching out to a couple of my grandfather's nieces and nephews, if that makes sense, right? So my grandfather, mm-hmm. like they're probably around the same age as my mom, but I have found that like my great uncle, my grandfather's brother has the same gift that my, uh, my great, my grandfather's nieces. So I guess it'd be like my great cousins or something mm-hmm. like they have a lot. It shows up differently, right? Some of my immediate cousins have it in different ways. Um, but it's not something that's really talked about, especially because when your family is so connected to the church and when you have these other worldly kind of like experiences, like oftentimes the church admonishes that and calls it evil, calls it the devil, like, but they don't realize that in the, in literally in the Bible it talks about the gifts of the church. Yes. It yes. talks about the gift of foresight and, and, and all of that is encompassed in that. And so yes, interpretation, all of that. Exactly. For sure. So, you know, so for me, like I, you know, more recently I've just been connected with my cousins because like, even when we lost my uncle, so suddenly like there were certain cousins that we knew, like, did this happen at this time? Because this is what I was doing. Like I had one cousin who had immediately locked herself in her room, her bedroom. Like when my uncle, when we had lost my uncle, like she knew something like immediately she locked. And I have another cousin who had seen him spiritually. She was like, something ain't right. And so it's just interesting to see, but because we don't talk about this enough, like in our family, like there are people who are afraid to talk about it. So for me, the Virgo, and the forever researcher and like i'm not afraid to ask these questions i'm the one who's going around our family like okay so what'd you feel did you see it since anything like tell me about your gift and i'm like kind of cataloging it <laughs> right you're taking the focus group of this particular right. family of right like, you know what kind of who's having what with what like i know that my nephews have it but they don't know how to process it because they're 10 and 5 so they're showcasing it in different ways, but we can tell like my sister and I can like in, in observing them know that they've had some experiences, but they don't know how to put it to words. So I told my sister to start talking about it. Yes. That's awesome. Cause my sister has dreams. Hers like happen in dream, like literal, like in sleep dreams. So it's just interesting. Like, I mean, we all have different gifts. Like we all have, you know, different things that kind of make us who we are and kind of play into like the bigger, you know, conversation, like in the bigger interaction, like, and who we are to whose paths we cross and how we cross. And I mean, I've known where I was going to live before I lived in different places. Like, especially in college, that stuff was like trippy. Like, like, here's the thing, like, so I don't think I've ever talked about this. So before I had an abortion, I was 19. I knew I was going to have one before I had one. Whoa. Like, it was so weird because, like, I knew it was going to happen before it happened. And so when it happened, uh, people were like, well, Marie, like, if you knew it was going to happen, then why did you even put yourself in that situation? I'm like, dude, because, like, it happened. And then, like, but then I also felt like, it also helped me emotionally to process like everything that was going on at that time. 
so that I could get through because I knew if I carried, I would have miscarried and would have affected me more physically and emotionally. Had that already been presented to you in, in a vision or just, I'd already seen it. Like, well, I had already seen that that was going to happen, but I already knew, like, I just knew that if this happened, this was going to happen. Right. So you were avoiding a worse scenario than what you were already going to be asked. And then, and then, and then even, even more so is that like, I was surrounded by some dope ass women who were like feminists in their own right, who were like, you know, strong and like self-assured, like, and helped me navigate this space. Mm-hmm. You know, I was 19. Like, I didn't know. Like, I was like, okay. They were like, oh, no. Like, this is, you know, they were just like, it was like a little mini village that kind of came around. Like, Marie, this is what you do. This is going to be okay. If you're not the only person. Like, there was affirming. It was an affirmation space. So, it was, like, very interesting. Oh, that's so great that you had that community. I did not mm-hmm. have, um, uh, my, uh, my family was would have come through in a situation like that, <laughs> but it wouldn't have been an embrace. <laughs> Girl, listen, I'm the oldest grandchild. And then my family, my grandfather was a deacon. My grandmother was a deaconess at the church. My cousin who's a year behind me just had a baby. And like, there was this whole like, Oh my gosh, she's not pregnant. And she's having a child. And that admonishment, like I was terrified. Like the stress, like the judgment of the church. Like that's Ooh. what I'm afraid of. Huge. That is what I was afraid of. Sure. Yeah. Yep. I I get that entirely. I grew up Presbyterian, which I understand is sort of a watery version of Southern Christianity, but still, okay. <laughs> it has its own teeth. <laughs> right, right, right. I I grew up Church of God in Christ, which is like Pentecostal and like yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. So like, for me, like I'm like okay, and then my family is like old school family in the church and like like they moved to a church but like the church that they came from so there's like all these people who are familiar with my family like, I was like oh my gosh I would be like forever like I felt like I would be scarlet letters yeah sure. yeah yeah it's scary I am really glad that that wound up being um I mean positive is probably not the right word but like such a um that you had such a support system at the time. Oh, it was like great. Like the women who were around me, they were all my managers at the same time too, which was great when I was working in retail. So, (laughs) you know, the fact that I could actually ask them and go to them and talk to them about this thing, like, you know, and I had that relationship with them was like a blessing because like, they were like, you know, one was like, Oh, come here. So, and so, and they would like, tell us, you know, I felt like, like these women came oh. around me and like was like it's okay, Marie. Like oh that, my I gosh. felt like, like there was literally like three different managers who came and like they were all like it's okay. And so for me, like going through it, I didn't have the shame, I didn't have the the mental breaks, the you know, I didn't have any of that weight. It was really like they helped me to understand like this is this is a thing. This is just a regular thing, like taking away the stigma from it and helping me to understand, like, you know, and especially because I think that manager ended up getting married and then had her child and did like had her own, like, you know, so it was just such a important time where I was like surrounded by such like hardcore badass women in like my mind, like they were just like, 
very like dope ass women and they helped me and they like created a village for me at that time incredible and especially at that time exactly and now we now we hope that that would be more easily we hope it would be more easily and readily uh, accessible for women and femmes but yeah oh that's hmm. that's a gift it is and i don't take it for granted at all yeah. oh that's wow you're fabulous you're so super fabulous <laughs> and i knew that before and i'm grateful for this time that you spent with us oh and delicious. i hope that we talk much more in the future you and i'm not trying to review i'm just girl. like you got all my information don't be shy yeah yeah yeah, that is something that I do sometimes where I'm like, I don't know if they really want to do it to me. Listen, when in I'm, fact, I mean, you. I'm telling you, you have my information. <laughs> don't be shy and reach out. Yay. How can people, uh, how can other people who aren't us reach out to you and find out all of the things that you're doing? Yeah. So, you know, you can always follow um, my, my brand, The Curvy Fashionista, on Instagram, thecurryfashionista.com. You can subscribe for our newsletter. We're on Pinterest at TCF Style. We're on Twitter at TCF Style. But then if you want to reach out to me more directly, I'm at Marie Denae. That's M-A-R-I-E-D-E-N-E-E -E -E on Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest. Um, yeah, Facebook too. You can reach out to me there. Um, and you can always send emails like info at the Curvy Fashionista. I manage that email. So, right you know, like, don't hesitate to send out an email just to say, hey, or to ask a question. Amazing. Lovely Amazing. And, and, and same for our, our listeners, fuck buddies. You, you know how to get in touch with us. You do. Yes. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> We're here. We're here with armloads of fucks. Just armloads. <laughs> piles. Truckloads. Wholesale fucks. <laughs> you save money when you buy in bulk. I will make sure that we have Marie's information also in the info section, fuck buddies. So if you want to check her out easily, you can just go ahead and click through right there. And um, please do check out the vast amount of content she has on her website, especially if you are plus size and into fashion, she is literally home-based. She's the queen of it. Um, and everything that I have learned, I've mostly learned from her, which is saying a lot. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, <sighs> I adore you. Thank you for um, so much more than we thought. <laughs> but I mean, yes. Yes. I'm here for. Awesome. Delicious. Everybody be well, stay safe. We love you, Marie. You are an absolute gem and a legend and it's been a gift. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.